Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Alicia Vikander on playing Gloria Steinem in her new film, The Glorias, and her comfort movie, The Princess Bride. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused with a returning guest, just her second appearance on the show. It's been a while, but so pleased to say that I caught up with Alicia Vikander, Oscar winner Alicia Vikander. She didn't have one of those the first time I spoke to her uh, way back when. Those were the days of Ex Machina and a film called Testament of Youth. And, uh, and then, of course, that all led to her Oscar-winning role in The Danish Girl. And since then, she's really had a, a varied and fascinating career um, from dramas to action movies like Tomb Raider. And now in this historical biopic, which, you know, to say it's a biopic is disingenuous because this is Julie Taymor. This is directed by Julie Taymor, the film that she's uh, here to talk about today. This is The Glorias. It is, of course, referring to Gloria Steinem, the icon, the feminist, the woman that um, has been so influential uh, to the uh, feminist movement in the last 50 years. And she, you know, she's, uh, it's tough to play an icon. It's tough to bring humanity to an icon, but I think Alicia did it, and I think Julianne Moore did it. This is, a, this is a film in which Gloria Steinem is played by two accomplished actors, two Oscar-winning actors. They share the role at different points in Gloria Steinem's life. Um, and as I said, it's directed by Julie Taymor, so you know it's an interesting take on it, this uh, from the you know, visionary director of Across the Universe and, and the theatrical events like The Lion King. She definitely brings it uh, her unique visual flair to this uh, important story. It's on Amazon Prime right now. You can check it out for free if you subscribe. So uh, I, ha I highly recommend you do that. And I highly recommend you enjoy this conversation today I had with Alicia, who um, I always find uh, endlessly charming and fascinating to chat with. Um, I was really thrilled that she took the time out to chat with me for this. She really didn't do, honestly, that I, uh, that I can tell like much press at all, just a couple interviews. So thrilled that she decided to catch up with me. We've always had a good time together. Fun to um, talk to her about, you know, talk to her about her life with Michael Fassbender. I mean, how cool a couple is that, guys? Come on. Is that the coolest couple known to man? Um, she tells me that they were going off to see Tenet that night uh, for the first time going to see a, a, a movie in theaters. I'm jealous. I still haven't done that myself. But then again, I'm in New York and it's not safe. And guys, I'm not ready. I don't think I'm seeing a movie in theaters this year, guys. I don't know about you. Um, which is crazy to say. Crazy to think of, but um, weird times. What can I say? Uh, beyond my chat with Alicia Vikander, other things to mention, Stir Crazy, new episode uh, on Comedy Central's YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as on my social media pages, is with the uh, um, wonderfully talented and charming Jessica Alba. She's promoting her TV show, LA's Finest. I've always had fun interactions with Jessica over the years. She's always down for silliness. I've done like these weird sleepover, like slumber party kind of shoots with her. And... Um, she was down for some charades, some ASMR, 
uh, some general shenanigans. So check that out. That was a fun one. And then two really cool events coming up very soon. I do want to mention um, I did these two events, uh, or I'm doing these two events for Metaverse, which is the the folks that it's kind of in, in the stead of New York Comic Con this year. So it's the same weekend that New York Comic Con would be. Obviously, we're not doing these things in person this year, but between October 8th and October 11th, they're putting together all these cool free events on YouTube. Um, and I have two of them coming up, which I think you guys will be very, very interested in. One of them is a 10th anniversary retrospective look back uh, with Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, the, the co-showrunners of Lost. Maybe, I don't know, the best show, TV show ever? Is that crazy to say? I mean, top 10, I would say. Uh, so 10 years since the finale of Lost, that is going to be fun. Uh, I highly recommend you guys checking that one out. And then for you Sam Hewen fans out there, and I know they're out there listening to this, um, a very special event, a Sam Hewen Graham McTavish trivia deathmatch. I'm putting them to the test, testing their knowledge about each other and Scotland. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, whenever I get together with Sam, it's bizarre and weird and fun in the best possible ways, and this one will not disappoint. And this time, we're adding uh, Graham to the mix, and I've never done anything with Graham, really. I think I, I think I did a small, I think I've inter interviewed him maybe once or twice at Comic-Con in a group setting, but certainly never like this. So that's gonna be cool. I don't have the dates and times off the, off the top of my head right now. I know it's between October 8th and October 11th. If you go to findthemetaverse.com, that's a listing of all their events and there are tons that have nothing to do with me that, that sound really awesome and the, there are these two that I think you guys will really enjoy and they're free so the price is right um, also free today my conversation with Alicia Vikander Josh Horowitz master of the segue um, I hope you guys enjoyed this chat remember to spread the good word for uh, happy second fused give us a rating give us a review and uh, remember also to vote <laughs> Just vote, please. Can you hear the desperation in my, in my voice? Vote in person if you can at, at all possible. If not, get your, your ballot ASAP. Uh, the future of my country is riding on it. No pressure. Um, anyway, on to more frivolous stuff. Here's my conversation with Alicia. Oh, one note. As always with these Zoom calls, this was recorded via Zoom, sometimes the connection goes in and out. There might be a couple small hiccups, nothing really notable, you, but you might hear a few seconds here and there of... Um, Alicia freezing up, or even me. Um, so just roll with it. I did. You can. We'll make it through this. Here's me and Alicia Vacanter. Uh, Alicia, this is a, a bizarre time for a podcast, but we're going to do it anyway. Not quite my office, but it's it's good to reconnect nonetheless. I mean, it's 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 amazing that what you can do nowadays. It's not you know. Like I've almost gone to the point now and I'm so kind of zoomed in that I don't even think about it so much anymore. I like that like you turned it. It actually works. It's pretty incredible. It's, it's pretty incredible what you can do nowadays. Um, all the meetings <laughs> that you can have and the, you know, you, that you don't have to travel as much as we all did maybe yeah. before. I'm curious of what, what we all look like coming out of this. Like, do we actually meet people in person anymore? Or are we like, you know what? That was, that was a nice try. I mean, we're, we're, we're fine. I mean, I'm fine. Maybe I am becoming, 
I am becoming more of a hermit. Yeah, for those of us that have that instinct, this is enabling those hermiting instincts, and maybe it's not a good thing, but... Yeah, I, I didn't know I had them. And, <laughs> and they've, um, you know, I, I think, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, most people, it was knowing that we were going to be, you know, the idea of quarantining and being indoors and not going out was so foreign and scared all, all of us, but then... You know, it, it was really tough, but, you know, getting getting the chance to kind of also, especially the traveling, I, I've realized yeah. how much that, you know, took its toll on me, I think, and and being able to just be in one place and, and, and that has, has, has been quite, quite a nice revelation. I mean, that, that being said, my, my sense from you over, over the years is, I mean, you just have to look at your resume in recent years to know that you've been working quite a bit. This is... I would guess the longest stretch of you not working in maybe your entire adult life. Um, so it sounds like you're in some ways, yes. cool that. <laughs> in, in some ways, do you feel the, do you feel like, wait, what, do, what is my purpose on earth? I mean, sure. It's to have a nice family and, and enjoy friends, but part of my, my life yeah, is to work. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of what it's, you know, drawled down to those essential things i think you know ha having time to um you know to connect with my family and loved ones and be home and and maybe you know realize um your own what, what you value in life i guess yeah um i think you know the, the kind of fast-paced life and and people being you know you're you're ambitious and you want to work hard and but also you know it's like I've been meditating a lot. It's the kind of simple things of even like your ego of, you know, it kind of drills down to, you know, all the things that you should do and, 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 and exceed and do and do well. And suddenly I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy with quite, you know, <laughs> simple things or, yeah. you know, be, being, learning how to cook a new meal that I didn't know how to do before. And, I was literally just know, gonna say that, the, the satisfaction of making yeah. a nice meal, right? Isn't that like suddenly, <laughs> it becomes like a real thing. Yeah, I've been, I've been cooking a lot. I mean, for the first 10 weeks, cause we uh, ended up being in France when the lockdown um, uh, got introduced. So uh, then you couldn't, you know, leave the house really. And there was no take, takeaway uh, possibilities in that village, so. I was, I was cooking quite a bit. Um, but then also, you know, actually having the time to kind of fall in love with the things that you love all over again. I've been watching so much, uh, a, a lot of classics. I've been rewatching <laughs> at our house and, um, and, and, and also working on, you know, developing projects. Um, I'm, writers are very busy at the moment. It's yes. been pretty you know great to kind of um be able to uh connect people and bring people together and and and, and actually have time for all those ideas that you kind of threw out in the world you know uh, at dinner parties before and now you're like should we actually do it and right so it's it's been it's been a time when you know uh that is the kind of work i've been able to focus on and and yeah you're speaking my language when you talk about, you know, going back to, uh, to, to movies that you love or TV that you love. Um, we're going to get to your comfort movie, as it were, uh, in, in a second. But, but before we get to that, um, 
that seminal classic. Just give me a rundown. What have you, what have you been watching? Have you been like going back to, it sounds like you've been revisiting. Yeah, a lot of like, you know, double indemnity, like all about Eve, like, you know, a lot of old, old classics. Um, um, uh, Apocalypse Now the other day. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. A whole range of, I mean, it feels like you've, you, I've gone through the entire list on iTunes and Netflix. Um, you know, by now, but yeah, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been nice to kind of have the chance to, I'm like, oh, we're, I, I was able to like go down to, you know, TV in, in the evenings. I'm like, oh, it's like, we're a Netflix couple now. <laughs> just totally. like, I was like, yeah. I'm always, I was like, it's the best. He's like, it's not a bad thing. I was like, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is happiness. What, yeah, so, so is, happiness. is there any, my wife and I, generally we, we, we share a lot of interests. That's why we're married. That's why we get along. Um, there are some films and TV shows we differ on, but for the most part, we're watching the same stuff. So have you exposed Michael to any things that he was resistant to or vice versa? Uh, Is he making you watch eight bad 80s to, uh, TV? I introduced him to Wally. I do love Ooh. like animated films. <laughs> Such a beautiful film. I'm like, if you don't cry watching pass, Wally. Yeah. yeah, oh my God, I think we both did. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that was, that was a nice one. Um, is he yeah. is he making you watch bad 80s TV? Are you watching like Knight Rider and like all these, these bad... Uh, <sighs> Yes, uh, everything with a good soundtrack. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, and then we tried to mimic the sounds. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard um, it firsthand from him. He's a, he's a good one. Oh that. yeah, you have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's good. <laughs> I mean, is it good or is it? I mean, he's good, but it's also horrible in the same at the same time. <laughs> so um, let's before we get to the Glorias, which uh, is an exceptional piece of work, a collaboration with the great Julie Taymor. I do want to talk about one film in particular because I asked you to pick a, a comfort movie, and it's. I think a lot of future guests are going to be jealous that you chose this one because it's it's a comfort <laughs> movie for so many, including myself. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you picked, Alicia, and why. Yeah. Princess, um, uh, oh my God, I was going to say Princess Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a swerve. Oh God, that's another film. <laughs> Princess Bride. Um, Any princess yes. for you, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I chose it because it's, you know, I, you can, you, I watched it um, the first time when I was like a young kid um and then it was a great fairy tale and then i actually think it was uh michael who you know said oh you haven't seen it. i hadn't seen it in so many years that i you know i'd almost forgotten uh, uh what it was about and then i rewatched it and then kind of all the memories flooded back and 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 the fact that you know i i love films that are just for all ages there's so much in there there's I guess that in, you know I get the same uh, joy of going back to that film or Diwali to kind of just leave the world behind and, and step into the land of fairy tales and 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 giants and and sword fights and princesses and um, uh, and then of course I think it's just done so delicately because it honors those fairy tales but it also um, you know. Uh, not yeah it doesn't mock it but it brings out 
about the absurdity of what those worlds, worlds and characters can be like. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, it's the reason it's one of the most quotable films, I guess, that there is maybe. And it was so funny because when I rewatched it again during lockdown, uh, when it was like, uh, this is the kind of bomb I need for my soul at the moment. And then I just love that, you know, when he says, he was like, why, why, why are you wearing a mask? Because it's very comfortable. I'm sure everyone will wear them in the future. I mean, so prescient. Am I just <laughs> amazing? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, you... so it is definitely a film for for quarantine life. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's amazing. Um, you, you've hit upon many uh, uh, aspects of the film that I admire. Um, you know, for I mean, everybody knows what the Princess Bride is, but for the the two people in the audience that don't know it, it's of course the story of a farmhand named Wesley, who's accompanied by companions befriended along the way, who must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from the odious. Prince Humperdinck. I mean, the best names. Let's start there. Just the names of the characters. <laughs> Humperdinck. Who comes up? Oh, yeah. Um, Unconceivable. <laughs> it came out in 1987. So yeah, as you say, you were you were way obviously way too young. You were barely alive when it came out. But I guess it's one of those films that is passed down. Robin Wright looks the same. Oh my God, Robin Wright. <laughs> Robin Wright is. I mean, was and is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Yeah. She was, I think, 20 years old when she did this. Yeah. It's kind of remarkable to think about that. I looked up the ages, like Carrie Elwes, I think was 24, Robin Wright was 20. And sure, they're, I mean, they're very youthful in it, but it's like, it's a, they're very sophisticated parts. They're very tough parts. And it's, it's kind of amazing to it's see just, how they yeah. work. Yeah. I think especially because they, they kind of have the right tone. It's like, it, 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 they give so much honesty and truth to their characters and, and weight. And it doesn't matter that it might be the silliest things that they, you know, uh, say or verbalize, but it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's always so kind of sincere yeah. and, 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 you know, as the fairy tale should be. And, 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 they, and the big questions that are brought up, you know, it's all about love and <laughs> compassion. And um, yeah, and that, isn't that something that the, there's, because in the film, for the people who don't know, it's the grandfather starts the whole film by sure. starting to read this bedtime story to his grandson. And that I think, you know, he interrupts the story a few times and he asks questions and he says, you know, he asks, but what, you have to help me out. But he's like, well, life isn't always, you know, easy. Right. Or, you know, that, yeah. that's what it's all about. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Well, that's the And then thing. of course he gets upset because it's a fairy tale. So then they have to go back and see what happens because he won't believe it. He won't yeah. believe that it won't end happily ever after. Yeah. It, it is an amazing like line this, this film toes because as you said, it's kind of this classic fairy tale, but it is self-aware. It knows what it is. It has kind of winks at the audience a little bit and that can really go into like kind of lame parody and somehow it instead becomes, it's very earnest in many ways. It's a, the sweetest possible love story, but it's also has yeah. such a sharp wit. It's so yeah. like, it, it's, it's so, so clever. It's, it's so, so clever. Yeah. Um, and that I think- They must is, have had such a joy making that. You can just see how, words, the, yeah. Yeah, how the actors are enjoying themselves. <laughs> I'm a bit jealous. 
it's it's uh it's written by the great um william goldman who's one of like the, the most esteemed uh screenwriters in the history of film and it was based on his own book it was directed by rob reiner this is the second rob reiner comfort movie somebody has chosen uh, zoe kravitz chose the american president uh which oh, i love right. too um he yeah he, he he there was like a, there was like a six or seven year period when rob reiner especially was just nailing it time and time again and 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 yeah, those films just I, I return to over and over again. Um, you mentioned that it's it's probably one of the most quotable movies of all time. Um, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die, inconceivable. There must be a lot of those places where you can go and see this film with like fans and they they talk the whole movie. I'm I wonder sure. if they do do the, the Rocky Horror kind of thing. They should if they don't. Yeah, I, I, I was taken to one of those and saw the film The Room for the first time maybe like 14 years ago. Yes. Uh, in, in Denmark. And like 300 Danish people sat there and quoted the entire movie. It was so weird. Yeah, I had the same experience. I'd been, I'd been, he I'd been hearing about The Room for years and years and years. And I finally was like, okay, let's see what it is. And thankfully, I saw it with a room of, of devotees. And that's the only way to see a movie. Yeah, so like that's that. the way to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love everything out of uh, Andre the Giant's mouth in, in that film. You know, uh, anybody want a peanut? It's amazing. He's a genius in it. Um, has one of the great sword fights of all time, I would say. Um, yeah. between Inigo and, and the Dread Pirate. Um, so, th I mean, this is a movie that has so many great performances. I, I always like to give kind of silly, arbitrary awards, Alicia. Is there a favorite performance you have in the film? Is there a favorite one that you can pinpoint? Oh. I know. I mean, it, it, I think it's just, you know, I, I would probably, just, the, the child in me would just, you know, because that's where I... I learn about Robin and I think when I was a little girl I wanted to be her right. so I think that was probably one of the most extraordinary performances I had seen and to go back and revisit her and and like you say really kind of acknowledge how 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 kind of beautifully she handles um the way to uh, you know keep the you know sincerity sincerity and and realness of this performance whilst it being a you know a, a crazy fairy tale i think it's really admirable and yeah i i i, I will go with Robin. she um yeah and she continues to to kill it in every performance have you met or, or worked with robin um um i've it's interesting she she actually um uh it's very close to a writer uh, that I made a film with that I became very close with and it was one of those things when I actually met the writer I was like, oh my god I know you work with Robin I'm such a huge fan and she like you know promised me we were gonna meet and we talked about it and tried to make it happen uh, it still you know just haven't happened yet but um, I'm sure it will um, yeah <laughs> favorite uh is there a favorite scene in the film there there's so there i could pick a half dozen if not more yeah that's the thing the beauty with this film is that you can just have it in the back of you know whatever you do you can just have it on and it's like these are oh then you return and then you know yep. um uh, i i do think i really enjoy uh him climbing up the mountain before uh the, the sword fight i think that's uh one of my absolute favorites if somebody made the horrible idea to remake this movie, which should never happen because oh, this is one of those that's just why why touch touch perfection, um, 
what role would you want to crack at? Is it the obvious? Do you want to play Buttercup or is there a different no, one? No, I think, I think, you know, uh, if, if, if the world would allow me to play Spanish and <laughs> allow me to have a Spanish accent, you know, I do have one of my closest friends is Spanish. I will have, I'll, he has like, you know, I will just have him teach me and, and, and say that, you know, nice. kind of give me the okay button to do it. But that, yeah. <laughs> and, and I get to sword fight. I was going to say, how's, you know, how's, how's your I've sword fighting? I've always wanted to make a revenge movie, like action movie. So this might just be mine, you know? Well, you, arguably, you've done one kind of ginormous one already. So you could do, you could do another one. Uh, there's a, it's a long career. Um, talk to me a little bit about, I'm curious, going back, who in your life, was it family or friends, like influenced your taste in film most, do you think, growing up? Did you find your own my, way? My mom. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, you know, she, she's an actress and um, um, she, you know, we, um, it was, it was really, you know, I come from a quite humble background, but she gave me uh, an enormous kind of treasure and, and education in, in film and art. And what I give to her is that I, I didn't really know as a kid what, what she did and how much effort and time and what, you know, I, um, uh, anything from, you know, being in school and we read about Shakespeare and I probably at 10 had already either seen movies or read probably all plays or she had read them for me or, you know, and, and, and she, she introduced me to a lot of European art house films. And, and then on my dad's side, I, I will give it to him because he's a, Big. Uh, he's he, you know he's he's a doctor I think it goes hand in hand actually in his office he has half of his books are like science and then half of them are fantasy science fiction and you know he says it's the same thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it's what connects my different parts of my brain to do what I do and um, so with with dad it was a lot of adventure movies and, and Star Wars and, and Tolkien and um, and like Japanese books and so so you know actually you know I give it to both my parents they've been pretty amazing at introducing me to a wide range of things that sounds know. like the perfect uh, two and, and, sides. The, and the films that dad loved my mom maybe wouldn't take me to and vice versa no so sure perfect. you get the the, the, the populist <laughs> kind of genre stuff from dad and kind of the the art yeah. house stuff from mom and that and it's, and it's perfect. It's like when my dad, my, my dad came um, uh, with me to the Oscars and, you know, we've been like saying hi to De Niro and Streep and like everyone, you know, and then suddenly he's like hitting my arm, hitting my arm real hard. I was like, ow, I was like, damn, what? And he's like, wait a minute, like that, that girl, like that girl, who is she, who is she? Is, she? is she? I was like, yes, that's Daisy Ridley, dad. She's like, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> He was like, and then in the green room, uh, not not uh, R2D2, the, the, the new rob robot, the oh, the orange round one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can help um, in this respect. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he came in, <clears throat> you know, in 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 the yeah, in in the green room. Pretty incredible. He was like the robot was hanging around there for. I like yeah for quite a bit my dad was very excited yeah. you connect uh connect him to uh Dono and Oscar from Ex Machina make his make his year make his life that, that was no but that was actually the first film that my dad came and visited on set so I think you know you know he he uh, he had read that script and he had been quite um thrilled about me doing this film so yeah. he was like yeah no I think that's the one and, and it was pretty sweet because it, it, we shot 
some parts of it, the beautiful kind of exterior shots in, in Norway. Uh, so we came there, we stayed in these little like wooden huts by, by the fjords. And then we, um, he was there on the last day. So he kind of saw how emotional we all were when we, when we had to say goodbye and, and finish up the film. And uh, I think we ended up with the helicopter shot as the last one. And then we got in the car, we drove for like 12 hours back to Sweden. That's pretty cool over the mountains, yeah. So, so speaking of Ex Machina, it was around that time that, that I guess I probably first met you. I think I did. It was the first time I met you was you and Donald. And so that's about six years ago or so. And that was, as I recall, and you came in for the podcast and you were, you had like five movies out that year. It was like all, it was one of those, one of those yeah. things where, where it was all just kind of coming together for whatever reason. It just happens. It happens for certain actors at certain times. And that's when it happened for you. Um, I'm just curious, like looking back with like, we have a few years perspective now, did, what did that time feel like? And did, was it, was it intimidating to kind of suddenly go from somebody that was, you know, trying to make it in the business to suddenly somebody that, that was getting opportunities and, and suddenly had to make choices? Yeah, I, I think it's hard and this might be a good thing too. Like it was, it was, it, I, I know now looking back that I did not reflect over it at the time and did not know that it was happening. <laughs> it was almost like my, you know, not, that doesn't mean that you're not, you know, aware because you, you're constantly like in your brain saying, like, how can this all be happening? You know, because it was so far away by, you know, from anything I thought I would ever do in my life. But it was also so intense. And like, I just don't think I ever had the time to think. Uh, and then it was pretty tough because then the feelings uh, without having reflected over anything kind of came over me sometimes. And it was, I, I felt quite, you know, mixed with all the feelings of thinking that this should be the happiest time of my life. It was pretty, pretty intense and pretty like low, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty well, that, overwhelming. It, it is, a, I would imagine it's a bit of a mind fuck because yeah, people like me on red carpets and everything, like every, every question, every other question is like, this must be the greatest time in your life. You must be loving this. And of course you are, but it's like, you're living a real life and it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think that's, and, I, and it's interesting. I've, I've, I've had that conversation, you know, after with a few other actors and, it, you know, it is a reality, that thing of, and it, 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 it's, it's that when you, when you started to feel like, wait a minute, something is not making me happy or making me feel un, uneasy or something. It, and th then it's because of that, because your brain knows that it's, it's unbelievable what you're making and you are so happy, but it's, it's also other people's, you know, idea of this, you are you, but it's cre it's very fast. You create a persona yeah. out of yourself that other people see. And and you even see it from an outside perspective. And then it kind of sometimes don't go along with your own idea of your own self. And then you need to come to terms with that. And you don't have time to do that because it's just happening. Um, so, you know, it's it's like, yeah, it, it was it was such, you know, I think making those films were the most amazing thing, but the kind of, you know, you don't have any training of being let out, <laughs> like, because, you know, you don't know what that is. I didn't know uh, getting out doing interviews and, 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 and 
the kind of press tours and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I imagine but, um, it, it goes back to what you were saying at the outset, part of the reason why you are where you are, why you're in Lisbon, why you're not in the middle of Hollywood and, and, and all of it. Um, yeah. is perspective is to like retain some sense of normalcy and sanity and real life. Yeah, and I think, you know, with with the time and kind of, you know, maturing into it as well, and then 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 now I think I'm enjoying it much more. Like it's it's interesting. Like so so it's you know, I'm not saying that it's bad. I think it's just the unprepared uh you know version of it. Yes. And there's <laughs> no is, rule book. There's stressful. no guidebook for yeah, it. Yeah, ex yeah. Exactly. And after a while you, you you're like, oh now I know what this is. And then you you kind of see it what it is and then you start to enjoy it and 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 then you know it's kind of narrows down to like as as we all know living in a world where everything's so fast and and and, and even not only celebrities have the uh, you know experience of having comments throw at them or or people have you know ideas of who they are i mean it's kind of an everyday life thing now every you know every kid growing up will have to learn how to do it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, after a while I think, you know, it's, 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 it's good. And, and now it's, I, I know the perfect balance and I, I love being able to live here and, you know, have uh, quite a separate private life and, and, and then uh, really kind of, you know, go for it. And, and, and I, I will look forward to, you know, hopefully with the films coming out next year, of course, with Gloria, it's a lot of Zooms. <laughs> but yeah, it would be amazing to be able to do and, you know, go and actually, uh, you know, release the film and talk about it and meet people and, and, and do, do all of that. So for this one, you, you mentioned Gloria's, as I mentioned early on, um, for those that don't know, this does tell the story of the icon that is Gloria Steinem in a unique way, as only Julie Taymor would tackle. Julie Taymor doesn't do things by the book, and that's why I love her. Um, you know, you share this role in a way with the great yeah. Julie Moore, kind of in a way with the great Gloria Steinem herself. Yeah. Um, talk to me about, is, is Taymor kind of like the, the deciding factor in something like this, like, Biopics are interesting, but but a twist on a biopic. Julie and Gloria, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, to 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 be able to. I mean, I mean, for me, I I was aware of Gloria was and had seen, you know, interviews on TV, and you know, read certain you know articles that I've come across with her and and in the news. But I I I don't think it had been as well introduced maybe uh, to her as some of my American friends. So for me, it was like. A real joy and 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 of course a lot a lot of my, you know women like my my girlfriends even in europe or their mothers and my own mother you know have, have relationships and you know, you know with the ideal glory and tears and so it was a joy to kind of pick up the memoirs and of course get to meet her also very daunting yeah <laughs> and then um um and sharing a part with i mean of all people that I thought I would share one role with, it's probably not Julianne Moore, but it's pretty incredible that we, you know, when I saw us in the end, I was like, we do look quite different, but it was almost like Gloria was in the middle of us and we were able to like yeah. meet somewhere in the middle. Um, and then with Julie, and when I, when I spoke to Julie the first time about, about um, her um, making this film, what I loved was that I had read, you know, first draft and uh, um, it's, it's of course, you know, I don't want to, know if it's a giveaway or not but you know it is several glorias in, yes. in this film 
And the beauty of it, I think, is that there's a simple idea that I think we all carry with us through a lot of ages thinking, what would I say if I, if I met the younger version of myself? Or what would I ask if I met the 30-year-old version of myself? Who will I be? Can I be the same person? Can you change? Um, and, and that's not something that is brought up in this film where those glorious, uh, these <laughs> glorious get to actually meet yeah. um, and, and, and have chats. It, 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 it's it's a you know her story is a profound story i mean she you know you can't be a citizen of the planet earth especially in america i mean she was she was my college commencement speaker she's always she's I, i've interviewed her it's always been a privilege to be around her she and especially now obviously look i mean we're taping this as like ruth bader ginsburg passes away a few days ago and like in the states i mean it feels like all the stuff that Gloria Steinem has fought for is like on the line more than ever. It's uh, it, it adds a, a real kind of profundity to, to her story because it's, it's a living, breathing document. The stuff she's fighting for is the stuff we're still fighting for. Um, yeah. I don't have a question except it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. We're all dealing yeah. with a lot. Um, this, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the, the unique take on a biopic because um, I think it's smart because, I mean, you know, we, you know, if you've watched a lot of movies, you've seen a lot of takes on biopics and, and they're tough to do. They like the cradle to grave kind of thing, like is, is really tough. And um, like Madonna, I don't know if you heard this, is Madonna's going to direct her own biopic. And I'm kind of like, oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I think I read that somewhere. Oh. I think, I think it's, I mean, that's a bold move, but it's like, I kind of admire because it's like, how do you sum up somebody's life in a film? It's almost an impossible task. You have to kind of take an impressionist. You have to, definitely. And, you know, to, to know it's, it's, you know, even with a memoir, you have maybe four or 500 pages and here you have two hours. Right. And I, I thought that the tool that she had come up with to tell the story was really interesting. Uh, and I think that really, you know, made it very unique and, and also gave it, you know, um, um, kind of justifies the story Yeah. Uh, in a way, I think. Um, the, the, the memoir is My Life on the Road. This is a very famous <laughs> memoir of Gloria's. And, and indeed, we find you on the road at the, at the start of this, um, you know, a lot of people have had transformative journeys where they connect with other parts of the world and, and, and culture and they can, it can have a transformative effect on them. Um, has that happened in your life? Did you, did you do the backpacking in well, Europe thing? Did you it, do anything like that? You know? No, but I mean, one of the, I think, and it was interesting because it was actually one of the things that I think Gloria mentioned when I met her too, you know, cause she had read some interview. I was so, you know, uh, humble but she had read an interview and you know and she was like yeah I know you you know you've been living on the road too <laughs> and I was like yeah you know because I <laughs> I was I was 15 when I moved away from my home um, to go to ballet school in, in the capital in Sweden and uh, and you know that's kind of when I started to rent you know second hand third hand you know always couch surfing and then finally when I actually you know got to get my own place several years later I was never home right <laughs> so I you know I'm I've never really been in one place and 
it kind of was this connection I had with her when I read the book because she she she's such a you know adventurer and so kind of curious and still is and and it made me feel like I really um, treasured the beauty of, of the, the the kind of life that I've had because it's been tough yes of course to not have a base and I like we talked about in the beginning now <laughs> I've really enjoyed uh, being kind of forced to be at home for a bit but you know the, the experience of traveling as I have and to see cultures and to meet people and like I've realized that it's it's pretty spectacular and, and part of me has sometimes thought oh it's it's not you know the way to do it or that's not a, a good thing to do but she was like no it's great yeah. <laughs> you know treasure it and and I thought yeah yeah no it's quite un unconventional but it's um after a while you know when people ask me where my home is I it's pretty amazing because I I I don't have one I think and I really mean it. Like I'm, I was surprised when I kind of came to that conclusion myself because it's, I, I, even you know I remember my mom kind of got a bit you know upset when I was, eighteen. You know I had lived away from uh, Gothenburg where I was born a few years, and 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 I said, oh, I'm going home. I meant Stockholm, and she was like, what What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you know because. I guess my new life and all my friends were there now but of course my, my family home is, is in Gothenburg and where my parents are and my siblings but you know and but then I moved to London and then that started but we just when I started to feel roots there then I was just flying everywhere and and now I've realized that it's not the place it's the people that it, make yes. home yes um and it's pretty cool I do have quite a few homes now I think yeah. yeah. As long as you have the people you love around you, that's, that's home. Definitely. Um, yeah. You, you, I think you have a couple movies that you've shot that we haven't seen quite yet. I'm very excited about uh, David Lowry's take on uh, the green Knight. Yeah. And he's an interesting, interesting filmmaker. Uh, you worked with John David Washington recently too. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I'm actually going to go and, and watch Tenet, I think this evening. Oh, I'm so yeah. jealous. I still have my first, it. my, it's my first um, uh, cinema experience. Amazing. In months, yeah. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm jealous. Uh, New York hasn't quite gotten there yet, but um, he's a talent. Yeah, I've, I've chatted with him a bit. Um, and popcorn. That's, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I'm the real reason. Like, I, that was the one thing I mentioned yesterday. I was like, well, you know, because we, we were thinking about going yesterday, but I had had such a big meal. But I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, we can't go today. He was like, why? I was like, he was, I was like, because I want popcorn. <laughs> If we're gonna do it. We're gonna like, do yeah, it right. Because he, you know, because he knows me. I was like, I, I want to get like a large one by myself, and I'm gonna like eat all of it. He was like, okay, so let's do it tomorrow, so you can plan. So you, <laughs> <laughs> you can have an early lunch. So <laughs> there's enough room. Oh my god, are you not a sharer? Are you one of those? No, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he is either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay. Neither am I. It's a pet peeve of my wife. I, I, I'm not a. I've had to adapt. Um, yeah. What's the future? Then, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, future. Uh, yeah. And, and then I was in, yeah. And the last one was uh, Blue Bayou. Um, right. Right. Little, so three of them. So, and then, and then yeah. what's the future hold for Tomb Raider? Uh, ben Wheatley still attached? Is he still going to do it? Yes. Well, we, we uh, you know, we had hope 
to grow sometimes the key is but uh, that doesn't happen uh, but we you know we were on a zoom um more than a, a week ago um so we're we're like still working our way you know in one way it's kind of it's kind of giving us the opportunity you know because films are being pushed now it, it, you know now it might come out in you know four or five years after right. the first one but it also gives us the opportunity of that thing of you know uh enough time has passed so you can kind of enjoy what what has she been up to during that time and kind of you know work on the script and 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 you know really put more time and uh, and, and more ideas in and, and work on things so in one way I'm, I'm probably even more excited now than I was a few months ago so I have been still on and I, I really hope that we get going sometime next year. I think on behalf of a lot of film fans we're very curious what a Ben Wheatley Tomb Raider Me movie too. even looks like. Me too right? yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Going out of the first film, I mean, I'm sure there are, there are takeaways, good and bad, in, in the middle that you you want to apply to this one. What is there like a main kind of thing you keep coming back to in your discussions about the sequel? Well, I think you know, the, the, with the first one, it was you know that kind of coming of age story of us getting introduced to Lara, uh, and and like I said, now we're going to meet her several years after, and she will be able to have a, a whole new set of skills and, 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 and um, uh, you know, uh, have, have learned a lot of stuff. So, so I'm, I, I'm excited to kind of see uh, a Laura that is kind of, that has bloomed. Got it. Got it. <laughs> now, and, and, then, and then also, you know, it's, it's uh, it, it, you know, I love the survival elements that we had in the first film that, you know, are very much part of the games, but I've also, you know, I, I, part of me, you know, I, I, I do still go back and look at the early, you know, games and, and love the, the kind of wit uh, that they have. And I, I hope to want to incorporate, especially because in the time we live now, I think we just need to have a bit more fun. Um, so, yeah. so that's, that's my, that's my hope and aim for this film. And I think Ben is a great person to handle that kind of tone. Yeah. I'm excited to see his new, uh, his, Rebe <laughs> his Rebecca, uh, the film. Yeah, just... me too. That should come out just it's, any it's time soon. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The trailer looks really good. Yeah. So what's, um, does that fill your hero uh, quota? There were, what's all this talk about the Spider-Woman stuff a few months back? Was that, was there anything to that? Have you talked to them about? Oh, I mean, um, I mean, no, it's, it's, a, it's only like, it's, it's, it's nothing. Uh, but, um, and no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So. It's nothing to what something there. basically. The universe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have, have you gotten in contact with Olivia Wilde? Now she's on board, apparently. She's the one. Yeah, I read that, um, and she, I mean, she's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. I know that she's making another film now first, and I'm already very excited to see. Oh yeah, that's got oh, an amazing God, cast. Got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. Very cool, very cool. Well, um, I, I, I always appreciate your time, Elise. It's, it's, it's been fun to get to know you over the years. I, I hate that it had to happen in this way, of course, but um, I'm also sad that like- This just know, means that we're gonna have to do it, you know, all over again at some point. Exactly. And, and I, yeah. I would say between you and Michael, you probably deliver the best husband and wife, happy, sad, confused faces in my, in my repertoire. I don't know if you've ever seen Michael, uh, but they're pretty. No, okay. I'm going to go in and look at it now. 
<laughs> so you guys might want to get into a competition because you're both clearly talented at pulling faces. Um, yeah, yeah, we do a lot of those. <laughs> um, thanks again for the time. And again, I hope to see you yeah, soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>